thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. You're tuned to the Guard Frequency, and as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 195, recorded on Friday, December 29th, 2017, and made available for download Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Henry. And I'm Jeff. And Kin Shadow is partying like it's $29.99, but he should be recovered by next week's show. Remember, folks, while it may seem like we just talked to ourselves... This show is not a one-way conversation. Why not leave us a comment on this show's post over at GuardFrequency.com? You can also hit us up on Twitter, at GuardFreak. Leave a comment and like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Or give us a piece of your mind over at discord.guardfrequency.com. You can also use the contact form on our website, and all the details for all the ways you can get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so take a minute and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows over at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. If you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come down and join us at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us with their subscriptions and hope that you'll consider joining them, because the more support we get, the better show we can make. And don't forget about our sister productions. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And our latest endeavor, Heroes Rise, brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we have in this store this week, Henry? This week we bring you all the latest news from the world of space sims from the flight deck. Then we head out into the deep black with Galactic Public Radio. This week, Commander Kinetic Impulsor teaches you rooks a thing or two about turrets and nuggets for nuggets. Then we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins. And finally, we tune into the feedback loop and let you join in on the conversation. Lace up your booties, campers, and let's head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. While it may not be strictly a space sim by most standards, Star Trek Bridge Crew is now available to those without VR gear. Huzzah! No Man's Sky, despite having no multiplayer mode, just got done with a war, and several player factions will be celebrating Unification Day on January 3rd, and PC Gamer awarded it the Ongoing Game Award of 2017, which comes with a printed certificate suitable for framing and a great deal of praise for filling out some, but not all, of its pre-release hype. CIG released Alpha 3.0.0 to all backers on the PTU, warts and all. An hour's worth of pre-recorded footage from Squadron 42 was screened on Twitch, and there's a tank for sale! Three more Aegis stations have been attacked, just when we were getting the first three stations sorted out. And the pirates are hitting Alliance convoys, heading for the California Nebula. 
But the good news is, is that Core Dynamics is having a sale and the Type 10 Defender is now at a Lacon showroom near you. And one bit of general gaming news that I want to address because it literally hits close to home for me. Wichita, Kansas appears to be the first recorded instance of death by swatting. For those unfamiliar, swatting is the practice of calling in a fake emergency in an attempt to elicit a heavily armed police response, like, for example, a fake hostage crisis. Not 10 miles from where I sit recording this show, not 36 hours ago, an innocent man was gunned down by a police team responding to just such a spoofed 911 call. That call was apparently made due to an argument over a $2 bet on a Call of Duty match. According to reports I've seen, one player basically gave the other a fake, but plausibly close, address and dared the other player to swat him. A third person, someone versed in the proper techniques of covering caller ID tracks, made the call that resulted in the SWAT dispatch and the end of a life of the father of two. And a police officer who will never be the same. And two or three idiot gamers who will likely be seeing jail time and countless friends and family of these people who will feel the effects of this for a long time to come. Just a general reminder, folks, what we do online reverberates around the world. Please remember to treat the disembodied faces and voices on the internet as though real human beings are behind them. Because they are. So this disturbed me a very great deal. I, it disturbs me, and I, and I wouldn't make it a gentle reminder. I would make it a very forceful reminder just because it's the internet, you're not anonymous. Hopefully, these people will be brought to justice, and I, that you know, it, this is there are no there are no winners here. And I hope the penalties are severe. Uh, they're not. They're just not. I mean, it's it's to my knowledge, there's no specific statute that covers swatting in Kansas. I didn't look it up, and all, you know, all this stuff sort of just blew up today. But wouldn't that be manslaughter because he induced it to happen by his action? Yeah, this is this is where you get into sort of like law school type questions like, okay, there's no specific crime again, there's no specific law against this, but clearly something wrong happened. Clearly somebody did things wrong. What what can we bring it into? What can we charge them with that fits? And yeah, reckless endangerment, a manslaughter char a charge where you endanger somebody wantonly and recklessly, like you know that something dangerous is going to happen. Yeah. But the argument, the other the other the argue the argument is that. I'm just sending the police to their house. What's inherently dangerous about the police going to someone's house to, to double-check things? There's nothing dangerous about the police going to the house, is there? So that puts the prosecutor in a weird position where he has to argue that sending civil servants to somebody's house to check on them is an inherently dangerous thing that the, that the city does you know, dozens of times a day. So it it makes it makes it makes it weird. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that until you said that. I get that. That's the fun part of having a lawyer brain like mine. You come up with the both sides of the argument at the same time, and then nothing's fun anymore. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's my job, is to suck all the fun and goodness out of the world. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. So uh, it, it gets it gets very tricky. But at, but at the root of it all is just be nice to people. Just be nice, and don't call the cops if you don't have to, if it's not a life-threatening emergency. I mean, it's like basic rules of the road that I wish everybody would just sort of remember. And... What's sad is that it. this has been, according to my research and just me being aware of gaming things, uh, this has happened hundreds of times per year for the last six or eight years is really when it started taking off. And it's happening all over the country. Yeah, it's everywhere. And this is the, and I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, the way you look at it, 
This is the first fatality. There was one guy in Oklahoma City that got shot a bunch of times, but for some reason he was wearing a bulletproof vest, which in itself is a little strange. But that's Oklahoma. Totally different thing going on down there. Don't want to try to explain that. But I'm right next door in Kansas, and this guy was just... The guy that got shot isn't even a gamer. He just was like... He just walked outside, and the cops started doing the whole yelling at him thing. Get down on the ground, hands up, whatever. And he got nervous, and somebody's trigger finger jumped, and that was it for him. He's done. That is crazy. Um, that is, is crazy. It's frightening. It, and and there's all kinds of bad things here. The cops should not have had such itchy trigger, trigger fingers because the way the call came in was screwy. It came into a city building that got transferred to 911, and that's kind of a typical hallmark of swatting in the first place. So that was an oddball thing. So the city's going to have some things to answer to about this. Those three idiots are going to have I let track them down, identify them, and and string them up. I mean, whatever we can charge them with, we need to charge them with because this is not funny. So my anticipation is there will be some kind of reckoning for the unfortunate officer. I really I feel for the guy. I feel for the guy that shot the other guy. I mean, I really do. But there'll probably be a reckoning for him. I hope there's a reckoning for those three idiots that uh, that that got the that put the call in there. But. Be kind to people online, everybody. They're real people. They're real human beings. I know I don't probably have to say this to our audience because we've got some pretty smart people and good folks out there. But spread it around to other communities that they're in and remind them that there are flesh and blood people uh, attached to those disembodied voices out there. And uh, it's a, this is a sad way to ring out what's been kind of a rough year. But I think it's important that we all remind ourselves going forward for the next year, 2018, people are real, even though they're just on the internet well if i can change gears because that kind of go ahead uh, end on a bad note i know jeff is dying to talk about unification day and no man's sky and that'll bring us up a little bit what what i find interesting about that little article is that there's not supposed to be multiplayer but yet people are finding ways to play a multiplayer game in a non-multiplayer program well let's be clear there was supposed to be multiplayer that was going to be rare and hard to find then when it wasn't rare and hard to find it was just missing they added it, and now you can interact with each other. I think as like little glowing balls or Fuzzy. something. Yeah, which yeah, you know, yeah. we get it. We'll just we don't want to play. Leave us alone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played in a while. I don't know. It might be cool now. I haven't played in a while. The last update made it more fun, and I played for some hours. I got mostly through the story, and then I went back to playing Elite every day because I'm just too into Elite. And uh, the the Star Citizen thing I watched. Yeah, I plan to install that next week. I haven't played it. Um, so hopefully we'll get to chalk chat about it more next show. Well, Jeff, you 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 installed and played it. What do you what are your what are your thoughts, sir? Give us your thoughts. Well, like I said, it was it was a port over the build that was on PTU, and uh, it's still it's it, it's nice. I like all the things that are in it, but it's still a bit clunk. Now I'm I used to be on a top end system, but this was three years ago when I first built my my rig. Things ran beautifully then, and now I consider I have what is I would consider an upper middle class kind of right. of uh, right of rig. You know, I've got my thirty two gigs. I got my eight cores of you know pure AMD goodness. I have my R nine two ninety X with four gigs on it. That's a you know a decent um, mid range video card. Now it used to be yeah. top end, but so Star Citizen runs a bit clunky. Uh, it's still, you know, I have to wait uh, when I first log in and wait for everything to catch up and smooth out. And and I'm running on medium settings. I'm not even running on, ah. on high. So I think they have a, 
I think they have a long way to go to really get a good base of people to be able to play this game as smoothly enough that we can have fun right. with it. You know, it's it's uh, you know when I transition to a new area, I gotta wait and and kind of uh, let things catch up and and. My internet is not slow anymore, so <laughs> so we can stop making fun of you for that. Dang it! Yeah, but uh, I do like I do like the feature set. I do like where they're going with it. Um, um, I think they really need to slow down on these ship concepts and these ship sales. And well, I mean that's what's supporting their efforts right now. I mean that's I mean I get it. That's how they're making money. And as long as they've got a separate team working on those assets, but they're still moving forward, I'm happy with it. I, I get what you're saying though. It seems like they're so focused on marketing. Yeah, I just, I want Squadron 42. I really do want Squadron 42. I feel like Squadron 42 would be great for drumming up uh, uh, business for Star Citizen. Yeah, it's 2018. You want to get things rolling for, uh, get some money in, get Squadron 42 out the door. At least the first three missions. Estimates are running late 2018, and that means we had 30 to 60 days or 60 to 90 days to it, which means 2019. Uh, I mean, I, again, there's no official date, but that's, that's where it's at. So, that is so sad. And the vertical slice they showed was kind of kind of nice. It was kind of cool. I mean, they had it, it had you know mission objectives, and you fly to things, and there's voiceover, and that's kind of neat. Um, you know, it's Mark Hamill. I mean, can't complain about Mark Hamill. Well, I can after watching The Last Jedi. I think we're still in spoiler territory. I still don't feel comfortable. Spoiler alert, it was a movie. Yeah, I still don't. Yeah, I st- No, no, no. We're not no. going to get into it. We're not going <laughs> to get said, into it. You said, you told me I couldn't talk about it at, at that show on that night, but I yeah, after I, I that think I could. I, it, uh, let's give it let's give it just a few little a little bit longer. I, I mean, I think a month out, I think a month out people you've been warned. I think that, that that's that's I think that's enough. But I mean, let's give it a couple more weeks. A couple more weeks and maybe we'll have a special a special Jeff ranting section about last Jedi. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then by then being immortal as I am, I right. won't remember okay. this. Sure. <laughs> we'll jot down some notes. Jot down some notes and we'll do a last we'll do a last Jedi bit on one of these uh on one of these uh, uh, se- uh sessions cuz I think we I think I mean Star Wars is kind of like the grandpappy space sim environment, right? I mean, it's everyone's played a little X-wing versus Tie Fighter or X-wing or something like that. I mean, it's 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 kind of a universal juncture for I think everybody. So maybe we'll do a, we'll do a, a bit about Last Jedi in a week or two. Maybe that'll be maybe, maybe next week's show or the week after we should do that. Okay. Now that we're all caught up with the latest space sim news. Let's get caught up on space news with the headlines from Galactic Public Radio. Good evening. From Galactic Public Radio on Ancyth, I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Three more stations have been attacked by the new Medusa variant of Thargoid Interceptor. This brings the total to six stations, all operated by Aegis Research, that have been disabled by alien assaults. All available pilots are encouraged to help with rescue operations at Hudson Orbital, Cavalieri Station, and Bow Landing. Emergency crews are relocating from previously attacked stations to the newest round of casualties, but additional outside resources will be needed to save the stations and their residents. Food, water, basic medicines, and natural fabrics are in short supply, and any pilots carrying these relief supplies will be given docking priority. 
a spike in pirate activity along the route from Alliance Space to the California Nebula has navigational authorities worried about shipping, trade, and migration in that area. To counter the surge of lawlessness, Alliance officials have authorized the Turner Research Group to incentivize the redemption of Alliance combat bots at the Darwin Research Facility in the California sector. Further, Turner Research will be paying increased bounties on escape pods recovered and turned in at that facility. With official government resources under strain responding to the Thargoid incursion, an Alliance spokesman stated, quote, We hope we can rely on the support of the galaxy's independent combat pilots, unquote. Escape pod manufacturers are having trouble keeping up with the surge in demand. For a special report, we go to Smooth Furnace on location at Sirius Corporation headquarters. Thanks, Spencer. With a sudden upsurge in escape pod deployments galaxy-wide, manufacturers of this vital piece of safety equipment have been coming under increased pressure. While most shipyard facilities are licensed to nanoprint a variety of standard designs under common license, the abysmally low numbers of successful recoveries from those bare-bones models have many pilots scrambling for aftermarket upgrades. Here at Sirius Engineering, Orders for their Lifetank XXL 4000 Deluxe Escape Module have just hit a four-month backlog. Even with the resources of an interstellar conglomerate at their fingertips, and a product that people are literally dying to get their hands on, engineers here at Sirius have a serious problem. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thank you, Smooth. Finally, Core Dynamics has announced a substantial increase in production of its line of so-called DASH ships. Gunships, dropships, and assault ships will be offered on discount to pilots and authorized dealers as an incentive to help maintain law and order and combat the Thargoid threat. To support this move, federal authorities have temporarily lifted the rank restrictions on purchases, citing emergency authorities on the disposition of military-grade equipment. Analysts are anticipating a similar move by imperial authorities in the coming weeks. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDonough. Good night. As you were, pilots. I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on turrets in Elite Dangerous. We've noticed some of your rooks having issues with this and scheduled some training. Turrets are the self-guided, repeat discharge, fire, and mostly forget weapon mounts available to pilots who want to make stuff go boom real good, but aren't so good at keeping the pointy part of their ship on the adversary's non-pointy parts. And that can be the difference between your future as a hairless primate flight suit filler and a 600 space buck invoice at the mortuary. Knowing when and when not to equip turreted weapons will increase your chances of successful missions and decrease your insurance agent's blood pressure. First of all, the pro side of turreted mounts. 1. Increased time on target. The pointy part of the gun moves independently of the pointy part of your ship. This is especially helpful to those of you flying ships that don't have particularly pointy parts. I'm looking at you, Lacon type number folks. Stacking the dorsal surface of your cargo box, or any ship whose maneuverability leaves something to be desired, means that while you won't ever win a turning fight, you might harass a nimbler opponent to stop trying to win. 
You'll never get the inside track on your adversary, but every second he spends trying to get on your six, your guns are hammering away at him. Two, decreased workload on the pilot. If you have ammo, power, and a firing solution, your guns are putting steel, or photons, on target. You're no longer in the decision loop to fire once you've identified the target as hostile and told the weapons to engage. This leaves you free to manage power, track mission objectives, employ secondary systems, whatever else comes into your tiny space cadet brains. Additionally, they can be turned over to a crew member for direct operation, assuming someone is either brave enough or foolhardy enough to fly with you. Three, make laterally extreme hardpoints work for you. Some manufacturers think it's cute to stick hardpoints way out on wing pods. Yeah, Gudamaya, everyone knows it's you. And forget that some pilots want more than one weapon to hit a target at a time. Turreted mounts can provide both effective broadside firing solutions as well as overcome the convergence problem when trying to hit a target at variable range with weapons that are mounted a large lateral distance apart. Long story short, you can shoot sideways and shoot straight ahead depending on where your target is located relative to you. Alright, now the bad news. 1. Turrets are expensive. They cost more space bucks to mount for any given size or type. You also lose out on ammo storage and damage potential as precious volume is taken up by the motorized components and striking power is traded away for tracking speed. Which ties right into point 2. Turrets can be thirsty weapons. The fire and mostly forget nature of the turret can quickly drain your magazines and or your weapon power distributor. It can also lead to heat damage if not monitored. 3. Turrets are not terribly accurate and are easily fooled by chaff. While the weapons may enjoy an increased time on target, it does not automatically translate to increased steel on target. If your adversary is moving at a high lateral rate relative to your weapon mount, or if he's deployed chaff, your turreted weapons are unlikely to hit. Now what this boils down to, my cherub-cheeked bright shiny nuggets, is that turrets aren't for everybody. Big power drains require big power distributors. Turning fight mitigators require dorsal mounts, and pretty much all of them will require deeper pockets. So think about putting turrets on ships that need to fly in one direction and shoot in the other. Cargo ships, rescue craft, scouts, mining vessels. You fighter jockeys ought to think twice about trading away damage potential for the convenience of pulling a few fewer G's in the furball. Having said that, uh, I, I did experience a bit of success with a pair of medium beam turrets and a pair of small gimbaled multi-cannons on a speedy little Cobra Mark III once upon a time, but you rooks would be better off practicing your aim in the smaller ships and leave the lazy fighting to your wiser and more experienced elders. Knowing when to mount turrets and when to dismount them will keep you from spinning into a flowering wreckage bloom in the deep black. Alright boys and girls, eat that last animal cracker and change into your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, mama's not gonna save you today, let's go! You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. As you ask, is there an ejection or, or any kind of recovery? A look passes between Rochelle and Vallis, and Vallis says, they've already seen us with the black box. And Vallis kind of shakes her head like, yeah, okay. And she goes, gentlemen, we are skating on treacherous legal ice here. Our job 
specifically is to rescue downed pilots. We have a contract with the Remlock Corporation to locate and retrieve distress signals uh, or uh, uh, pilots who are uh, uh, creating a distress signal from their Remlock, which is what happens when you eject. Your the face mask comes down, your your, your uh, spacesuit uh, pressurizes, and it squawks to heaven. Please come get me! I'm almost out of air. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. There was no body. There was no ejection. There was no remlock. We should not technically be in possession of this black box because technically we should not have been at that scene. We were rendering aid to a craft in distress. We did observe the interdiction, but we didn't report it, and strangely, neither did the pilot. We were sort of in the right place at the wrong time for this. So, we would appreciate it if you would keep this part of it under your hats, knowing that we've hired you to do this job for a substantial amount of money. And because we are in the position we are in, I am happy to answer any additional questions that this new information There wasn't any rimlock. How did you discover the, the crash? Rochelle, Valis looks over at Rochelle, and Rochelle says, I watched the interdiction happen. I saw, I saw, I, I, I was flying in super cruise in this area, and I saw the interdiction occur. It's a large energetic event. If you're just flipping through contact information, you can see where the, the pilots hook up. And so you can you can confirm the um, the flight logs that it was just the three other ships that were attacking the one. What I saw was one ship hook up and interdict that ship. When I finally was able to locate and drop down on the coordinates, there were three ships there. I can I I, hmm. fought, I fought I fought against the three ships and they ran off uh, basically when I arrived, but it was already too late for the courier. There may have been more. Uh, you know, I, so when I when be... I when I jumped in, there were three ships there. I didn't know if there were more than that or not. I had sort of suspected there might have been more because it was an Imperial courier versus. What is what is what is Henry's character's name? Ale. It's like a Ale. nickname. It's just Ale. Okay. Well, that 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 I guess answers Ale's question that the uh, the people doing the interdicting were not given a chance to take anything off of the uh, the Imperial courier. Unless they, unless he had voluntarily given it before I arrived, or they had forced him to chuck it out an airlock, I, I don't know what happened before I got there. That's the thing that uh, doesn't actually jive. You said there were three <clears throat> ships when you got there. Three ships and a broken ship, or four ships in combat? Well, four ships in combat, and shortly after I arrived, the fourth ship was no longer So a the ship. fourth ship pops. Where's the pilot at that point? Did you see him? You didn't see him eject? I don't know. There was no body. There was no remlock. Nothing. He, he, maybe he was. Maybe he didn't have a chance to eject. Maybe he was already dead in his seat and didn't. And the auto eject was broken, and he burned up in the but crash. But you guys never found I, him. I, so, I, well, I didn't. Uh, Rochelle looks at the. I didn't hang around looking for dead bodies. We're only supposed to be there to pick up squawking bodies, but the black box was there. I saw what happened. I didn't want to get nailed for this myself. I didn't want to get. Uh, I wanted proof that what happened happened, and I wasn't responsible for it. So I took the black box. So the bottom line is, we're looking for this missing ship, and we're in this humongous vessel now. Can't we just take this directly there and find, uh, you know, start looking for the wreckage? We're up against two sidewinders and an eagle, and we're in a cutter. Are we really concerned? Not with the odds, 
we just can't be connected to this. Our contract is with Remlock, and if we stray too far outside the bounds of this, that contract is in jeopardy. As well as our professional reputation throughout this sector. That's why they hired a bunch of no-names like us. Mm -hmm. Alright, let's do this thing. We want this resolved, and we want to know what's going on. This, this corporation should have dissolved long ago, along with its sister. If there are pharmaceuticals being injected into the rookie system of the Pilots Federation, that's a problem for everybody. And if they get a toehold in this system with narcotics smuggling, with uh, pilots uh, hopped up out of their minds as they leave a star fort for the first time, that's going to cause death. And we're in, the we're in the business of preventing that. We want to get to the bottom of this. All right, let's go find some... Uh some, uh, what do you call it? We don't even know what they had. Some Black Swan Special. I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Alright, so she hands you each, uh, she hands you each basically cards very similar to the ones that you got to uh, enter into the customs thing with numbers written on them. Mm -hmm. Just like the last time. And she says, inside each of these hangers you will find a police outfitted Viper Mark III. Ooh. You'll find those, uh, you'll find the nav computer has been pre-programmed, and she looks over at Rochelle, and Rochelle kind of nods her head, uh, pre-programmed with the destination coordinates of the Aurora, uh, her last note, the, the last known position, the jump out point for the courier before it was destroyed. Find out what happened. Tell us what happened. Phallus turns to Clev and asks that he issue you your birds. Clev steps forward and issues you all a card, much like the ones you saw when you first arrived at Fabian City. Each card is a different number on it, and so you scatter to your individual landing pads where you're greeted with your own Viper Mark III. By the looks of the paintwork, these ships have definitely seen better days. But those of you who take a moment to look over the ship in a bit more detail see that the modules attached to the Viper are in decent condition. They're not shiny off the factory floor new, but they've been cared for and maintained. As you make your way around the ship, you can see the hard points have been deployed, showing two medium-fixed burst lasers and two small seeker missile racks. Alright, so if you look at your screens, you'll see a handout named Viper Mark III Police Issue. For the sake of combat, we're going to ignore the section on the right that deals with cargo racks and power plants and everything like that. Everything you need to do is going to be well within range within the capabilities of the ships. So let's look at the left side. You can see your agility, 6, speed, 9, hull, 60, shields, 65, and underneath that, your weapons. Each laser has a plus 2 accuracy and does base 15 damage plus burst damage and a bonus of 5 versus the enemy's shields. Your missiles have a plus 4 accuracy and do 20 damage to hulls, 10 versus shields, and you have 12 of them loaded in your bays. So you make your way around the cockpit of your ship, complete your pre-flight checks, engage your engines, and before you know it, you're up out of the gravity well. Now, as all of you are master pilots, well, loosely speaking, uh, you know in order to successfully navigate and fly in formation, you need a lead pilot that you can slave the other ship's nav computers to. In this game, this is known as nav locking, but in the RPG, basically it's going to be the be person with the best starship navigation skill uh, that who's going to get the honor of being the lead navigator. So after some discussion, uh, you all know that a Type 7 is a big, expensive ship, and someone clearly trusted Red Barnes to fly one, so you decide, you know... This is the sort of guy that uh, can probably navigate uh, pretty well. Uh, so everyone slaves their nav computer to Red's, and he'll be the flight leader for this little jaunt. And you all head to your destination, the Aurora. 
As you drop out of Super Cruise near your target, you pick up a signal. Someone is broadcasting on the guard frequency. It's hard to pick out because there's static and fuzz, but there's also a strange accent. Anybody out there? Hello? Hello? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say his reality is augmented with expensive goggles, and they do virtually nothing for him. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. Recap of last week's community question. What do you think about the proposed changes to engineers in Elite Dangerous? Start off with general feedback. Oh, Ken from Chicago writes in. Can I join the course of fans of hashtag the Orbal? Of course, we love the Orbal. This a hashtag space opera, hashtag so good, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say, exploration, planets, aliens, cultures, dimensions, space zoos, characterization. We've got to know the cast, not veiled hint. Extrapolation, social media, run amok, cashless society, monogenders. I agree with all those. It's a great show, and I hope they keep it around for a very long time. At least more. It's got season two. Season two is greenlit. They'll get, we're getting another season of it, so awesome. I probably shouldn't ask, but I wonder how the Disney thing is going to affect the Orville. Oh, holy crap. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Disney bought Fox. I know. You should Disney probably ask Henry when stuff. big things happen. I don't know, man. Oh, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be a, a thing. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Rerun. Yeah, Disney bought Fox's entertainment properties. What? Yeah. So, well, the ink's dry. The ink's dry on the contract, so the Orville will definitely be around for another for another season. Disney is evil. Look what they've done to Star Wars. <laughs> don't, don't we? No, spoil, no, not yet, Jeff. Patience, patience. Hey, patience. man, Star Wars died in The Force Awakens when Han was killed, and if that's a spoiler, then just yeah, I'm that's sorry, too late. guy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's too late for that one. Too late for that one. It's been a while. Yeah. Did you hear the rumor that Harrison Ford said he'd only do uh, Force Awakens if they killed him off? I believe that because he wanted Harrison Ford. He wanted Han Solo to die at the end of Jedi. He wanted Her- he wanted uh, Han Solo to get killed in Return of the Jedi, so I believe that I truly believe that. But here we probably better finish the show. Right. Uh, Michael Nolan says, "Yeah, I'm really torqued about CIG's recent faux pas, but hey, Mark Hamill is Colton in Squadron 42. What's not to love?" And I believe that he's talking about the 24-hour delay from their live stream scheduled on Thursday that actually went off on Friday. And yes, there was much internet rage to be had about that, especially when it turned out that they were showing pre-recorded footage and not a live playthrough that probably could have been handled better but you know mark hamill so there's that stephen hunter uk writes 3.0 live is a misnomer it's not more like 3.0 semi-conscious and rambling laggy as a plumber shop and the airlock non-functioning is driving me insane i'm actually thinking about taking down my citizen composter and replacing it with one of jody whittaker now, you threw that out of context. My comment won't work because I replied to Stephen Hunter UK. Oh, okay. I get it. Here. That's fine. You can, then you keep reading. Uh, but first, I have to know. Who's Jody Whittaker? I have Does no idea. Does know who Jody Whittaker is? To the Googles, It's like a my friend friends. of Stephen Hunter's. To the Googles. It's just like his friend. To the Googles, my friends. <laughs> I don't, I don't I know. Hope this, Jody, I, don't have my, I don't have my safe filter on. It's the new doctor. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's totally cool. You can put up a poster of her. Yeah. She's the, she's the new Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's that's all right, man. Wait, that's all right, man. That's a wait, good. That's a good. Spot. Wait, no, mm-hmm. this is, the Doctor is a room. woman. Never work. It'll never I, work. 
I'm, welcome to the 21st century. Hey, man, my friend. Welcome to the 21st. Everybody has their doctor. Jeff, who's the doctor to you? Who's your doctor? Tom. Tom Baker. All right, David Tennant for me. Tony. Oh, I, I, boy, I, David Tennant really is pretty much outstanding, but I just love how smart-ass Chris Eccleston was. Well, here's the he thing. He brought it back. Every one of you guys found somebody you absolutely loved as the doctor, and you know what? It's going to be somebody's favorite doctor. It's going to be yeah. Jodie Whittaker. So good luck to her. I hope it's great. It doesn't have to be for us. We have our doctor. You know what I mean? We're all, yeah, we I'm only going to be happy when David Tennant comes back and does more specials, or even Matt Smith was fantastic. But, he was pretty uh, good. Was pretty you good. know, I really loved him at the end. I, I, I had a hard time getting over David Tennant, and then when Matt Smith came in, it took a while, but in the end, I feel like he was the most doctory yeah. doctor. He um, grew into it. He really did grow into it. He didn't start off with it in hand. I agree with you completely on that. So we so we completely went off the rails here because Jeff responded to Stephen Hunter UK's comment, Henry, please continue. Yeah, Jeff the Immortal writes in in response to Stephen Hunter UK, Working for me, but one caveat. I had PTU code that was updated, and from what I understand, the last PTU update was the base for live. So we, we have a variety of user experiences with 3.0 is what is the gist that I'm taking away from this. Uh, Jason Smith writes in, Lights on the Mustang don't seem to light the ground that well. Couldn't see a thing on the dark side of the moon. Sean Newboy writes, Wonderful show, everyone. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Nix writes in and says, Great show. Best one yet since the format change. The RP segments are great, though not having much experience in tabletop RPs myself, I've had a hard time following the dice rolling and stuff, especially at first. Oh, and could someone please revoke Ken Shadow's guard frequency dot com announcement privileges? Maybe it's just me, but that clicking is annoying. No, it annoys me as well, but it is kind of his thing. So, I'm as the producer, I'm torn between him annoying me and apparently everybody else and him having his thing, his signature move, his style. It's 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 an artistic tension that I have and I just I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I told what do you guys I, think? I, He's I, not here. I, I told you. I, I even brought this I, up to you after I, the first I, time. I, I told I, I you. I know. I know. I mean, like Jeff, it's I, I'm aware of this and with him not here to defend himself, I feel like we're free to just rag on him as much as we want. Well, of course. And the, you and snooze, obviously, you lose. You know, obviously. See, yeah, exactly. that's why I've never missed an episode. That's I don't right. want to be talked about. <laughs> that's right. We can't rag on you without you being here. <laughs> so, but Henry, Henry, I need your input on this one because Jeff Jeff has been, Jeff has been, he, he brought it up to me when he first did it, when Ken Shadow first did it. But I was like, I'm going to give him a little, I'm going to give a little room to run here. I'm going to give him some room to run. And so, and so I've already said I'm torn. I've already said, what, what do you think, Henry? I think it's kind of annoying. <laughs> you know, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna no, do? I, 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 yeah, I, I can't I, hit I, him. I, he's on. He's on the other side of the country. What are you gonna I, do? <laughs> We've talked about violence over the internet. This this shows. This shows. You know, we gotta be careful about this. But but as so, I, what I'm getting from my co-hosts, from 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 my from my crew, from my staff, is that it annoys everybody, and so I, it may be incumbent upon. On, upon me, the, the management, the fearless leader, to tell Ken Shatter to knock it off. Is that is that I'm I'm sensing this. No, see, I'm, see, I think you I think you should keep it. I think you should keep it. It's too you're, late now. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, you're right. It's his signature move. You know, it is Ken Shadow, and uh, you know, if I was snorting after every word, I'm sure it would be annoying to some people, but it might be just me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like I said. 
it's it's an artistic it's an artistic tension thing with me with me, Nick. I appreciate your feedback. I'm gonna take it under advisement, but it may be the moment for corrective action has passed. I may have tacitly agreed to letting him do the for the rest of his damn appearances on our show. It may be too late. It may be too late. Uh new and returning Patreon, Dan Stewart. Is he new or returning? I don't know. Well, we're not sure. Thank you. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for supporting the show. If you canceled your pledge, you're welcome to return. Or if you don't trust Patreon, we may have an additional option for you available in the future. If you are owed a patch, but it hasn't been sent yet, Shiv has your details and you should receive it if you've stuck around. We thank you. And this week's community question. Give us your lowdown on 3.0.0, the Type 10 Defender and or Swatting. And otherwise, how was the show? Are you waiting for the next Delta patch, or are we stable enough to test? Either way, drop us an email, a tweet, a comment on our show post, whatever you find easiest, whatever you can do. You can find those all on our website, guardfrequency.com, and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 195 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 196 on January 9th, 2018, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at guardfrequencynotclick.com. <laughs> We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and, of course, the Priority One Network. Our thanks to the, our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and, of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon, who make it sound so good. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Contact 330, counter 15. Squawk the good news is that core dynamics is having a sale and the type 10 defender is now at a like 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 the con <laughs> Lacon. yeah yeah start from but the yeah. good news but the good news is that core dynamics is having a sale and the type 10 defender is now at a lacon showroom near you like on the con i don't know why it's like it's i know i know Shush. it's lake con okay all right one more time you kind of you kind of stumbled over that what the good news is, is that Core Dynamics is having a sale. No, 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 no. Yeah, it'll, it'll sound funny. It'll sound funny. I know. Don't. But the good news is it's still Lacon. It's still Lacon. Oh, Lacon. Lacon. I kept Lake trying on. to say it's like it's on the lake. Lacon. It's, it's Lacon at NC. Lacon. That's right. Okay, Lacon. All right, okay. And the, Take and the Type 10 Defender is now at a Lacon showroom near you. No, no, you gotta, no, you gotta, go, you gotta right. go back to put the good news. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I love it. We love you, Mikey. We love you, Mikey. Yes, we love you, Mikey. Make me sound good, Mikey. So, Jeff, go ahead, buddy. How do you feel about that exactly? What, what's your What's your address there? Uh... <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> Man, literally I'm too close too to Baltimore. Don't send yeah. those cops to my house. Yeah, and that is literally too soon. We just got done with that. That we is just not okay, literally Jeff. too soon. Yeah, no, it's not okay. That's not okay. Hey, was, Tony, um, the, okay. the Twitch stream is reporting that they can't hear you. They can't hear me? That's unfortunate. 
All available pilots are encouraged to help with rescue operations at Hudson Ordable. <laughs> nice. Anticipating the Calavieri. Calavieri. <laughs> All available pilots are encouraged to help with rescue operations at Hudson Orbital, Cavalry Station, and Bowland. I, 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 I typed it out. I know. Cab I'm reading Cavalry Station. Cab. Here, I'm, I'm an, uh, Maybe it's my accent you don't like. No, no, it's there's a Y there. Yeri. Make me sound good, Mikey.